501 pre-show. 501 bad idea jeans. <laughs> Hello, everybody. They're not as bad if you button them from the bottom up. <laughs> you do the waistband and then try to button the middle, they're awful, but... Oh, I was referring to an old uh, SNL sketch called yeah. Bad Idea oh, Jeans. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I got back just last weekend from Nick's wedding. Yeah, Nick and Aaron are married. Eh? They are married. And he's enlisting in the Army or Officer Corps or whatever? He is enlisting, yes. He is enlisting to be in the jazz band. So he's got to go through basic, but after that, he essentially is a completely non-combat role. We'll be doing that. Yeah. Going to be stationed in uh, the one that's in Kentucky. Uh, Fort Knox? No. It's it's between Kentucky and Tennessee, so it's like it's like an hour from Nashville, which is like perfect okay. for him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good place to be stationed. Mm-hmm. If you're a music guy, yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, I can't wait to have him on the show and just hear. I, you mentioned a little bit last time. Yeah. I think after we were done recording, you might have mentioned it, but I just want to hear from him, like how this career path, like, yeah. came to. You know? it, it's a hell of a story. Yeah, I bet. But that's why they had to get married so quickly because they were, it was going to happen in October, but then this came and then in order to get everything on the, you know, he gets a higher paycheck and okay. supports her and it's all, all those things happen yeah. when you're married. So it's okay. like, we're getting married. Yeah. Cool. They, I mean, they were going to do it anyway. It was just, yeah. let's move off the timeline. Yeah. So it was, it was quick, but, uh, and it was, it was a, you know, small, very small, intimate, uh, mm-hmm. Are they going to still have the reception for the original? Or yes. Like they plan to have a bigger thing, probably not till next year. Oh, not like. All the invites that have gone out have yeah. to get rescinded now. Yeah, no, it, this was just like, this was family and like one or two friends on, on, mm-hmm. on each of their sides, and that was it. Right. So we also, so it was in Cape May, New Jersey. First time I've been there, I, I uh, uh, we did an escape room. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was supposedly, supposedly eight out of ten on the hardness scale. Mm-hmm. We got two clues, and we did it in 52 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Time to spare. Escape that room. Um, I did go to Atlantic City the first night I was there, just to... Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was mostly kind of, like, curious about the free alcohol thing. <laughs> uh, so I, did, I didn't plan on staying long, and I, I spent 20 bucks. Uh, and yeah, but you get, you get to sit down at the slot machine and just doot, doot, there's a little like LCD screen and you just mm-hmm. press what you want. And I was like, I'll get a, a dirty martini. Why not? They come up with this plastic, you know, plastic cup with a lot of vodka, <laughs> like a lot of vodka. They want you drunk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it came like a minute later and you gave them, uh, uh, you're supposed to give them like two bucks. Okay. So... They probably monitor how much you played on the machine, right? And, and, no, I I, oh. I I ordered it before I started playing. Oh, right, right. I'll give you that, but you probably couldn't order another one like two minutes later without having cash in the machine or something. Mm, I, I Probably when I was not. In, when I was in Vegas, we were between the conference and we were doing some kind of video poker or something, playing slow. And the beers came slow, right? So they, I think... 
on the back side, it tells the bartender like because these are video. Did bookers. you did you tip the bartenders? You're supposed to. Supposed, apparently, I was I was reading about it beforehand because I was like, do they do it? Do they have free drinks? They said yes, but you're supposed to tip your bartender, and they yeah. they, they will come around less often if you don't tip. That was in 2008, so I don't remember. I probably was tipping them, but it just seemed like there was a readout on the back of the video post, like it was on because they were in the bar, like in the top mm-hmm. of the bar, and you know they could like these guys are playing too slow. Don't come back to them so quickly, you know. <laughs> uh, the thing that I know, I was like walking around trying to find if, if there was anything. I'd spent 20 bucks. I was like, is there anything else I want to do here? And that's when I got a proposition by a prostitute, which was <laughs> like the signal to me. All right, this is, I'm done here. It's real weird. Like out on the street? No, no, no. In, 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 in the, in the casino, I, I am just sort of walking around like looking around and some, and this woman goes up to me and, it's, you know, kind of on the harsher side of 40. <laughs> uh, not, not like terrible looking, but not, yeah. you know, oh my God. Um, and uh, she's like, are you winning? I was like, mm, not really, no. Uh, and then, uh, she's like, well, where are you from? Like, uh, not, not around here. Oh, uh, really? What's your name? I was like, uh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Steve. <laughs> um, and she said her, whatever her fake name was. And then, uh, said, I mean, you like, do you want to go get a drink? And I was like. Uh, I think I'm gonna leave pretty soon. She's like, oh, "I'm gonna leave pretty soon, huh?" I was like, "Yeah." So she puts her like arm, like you know, does sort of around my chest thing. Says, "Babe, can I? Can you help me out with something?" And I just said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> just walked away. So that was that was that. I've never been propositioned by a prostitute, so. Um, so that was, that was like, all right, I'm leaving now. <laughs> and, uh, went, went right back to, to my, uh, little hovel, my little <laughs> hovel on Cape May. Uh, yeah. And then we walked to boardwalk. That's, that was interesting mm-hmm. that night of walking the boardwalk. Cause I, I had read before that Monopoly is based on mm-hmm. Atlantic city. Yeah, so yeah. I like, passed like park drive and park place yeah. yeah it's not park place it was yeah. like park drive okay so but it was there were like places named around there was like montrose i think <laughs> something like that. so yeah it was she find like the shittiest ones like baltic avenue <laughs> <laughs> um go get, so, the, go get the baltic avenue prostitutes oh, right <laughs> so what was it also, also uh, I it was funny because I um, I thought I was I left on Friday, uh, even though everything was really happy on Saturday. Nick told me later that he didn't think I was going to come in on Friday. That was going to come in on Saturday, but mm-hmm. whatever, it didn't matter much to me. But because I was coming in on Friday, I was at the airport and I put myself on the the list to say, hey, you know. Maybe they, maybe they can bump me and get. I got four hundred seventy five dollars to get bumped two hours. Nice. So, could use that to go to Portland or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a cool thing. We've been talking about doing a mm-hmm. beer trip, and we haven't done that in a couple of years. So, it'd be cool if we could swing that. Four hundred was four hundred seventy five dollars for free. Well, kind yeah, of. I did one of those last year. Right, I took a bumped flight. 
And I was going to get into Redmond at, you know, 2 o'clock instead of 10 o'clock. But I really didn't have to be there all that day, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, absolutely. And then, what did I use that on? I can't remember. Did I use it? I think I used it. <laughs> I only have a year. Pretty sure I used it. Hope you used it. I'm pretty sure I used it. I'm trying to blank right now. It was a boring two-hour wait, but yeah. I was fine with it. Um, but lately, what I've been focused on is, uh, remember I told you that... Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I did actually didn't get a flight credit. They gave me an Amazon gift card. Oh, so, that's even better. Yeah, I know. Cause you can use, so, yeah, but I got like a $200 Amazon gift card for, you know... Um, so yeah, so I was, and I told you that I got into sort of lockpicking because I was hitting a wall on a physics thing. Mm -hmm. I'm over that wall. Okay. So I'm sort of back really into the physics thing. And so now everything to me looks like physics. But what's interesting to me is the wall I hit and what I had to do to get around it. Okay. Because I had to, um, I had to go back and sort of go back and relearn some stuff. So relatively basic stuff for what I'm studying, but I needed it because I needed sort of the refresher and like the the realization that I was looking at something entirely the wrong way. Um and the so the from a mathematical perspective the way I can say it is I I was looking at the representation, not the group. That doesn't mean a lot to you, I'm sure. But let me, let me see if I can explain it this way. Um, I, I've talked about a Hilbert space before, right? Sounds familiar. Which is, I'd say it's an n-dimensional Euclidean space, essentially. Okay. So you can, you can do the same calculus you can on a Euclidean plane, but you can do it in n-dimensions. Now, what I had in my mind and the way I was sort of picturing it and the way I was abstracting it was wrong because I was, while that is absolutely true, there's a level of abstraction there that needs to be really considered that I wasn't considering. Like, to me, that was, in my head, I was thinking about it like, okay, it's just a, a 3D axis, but there's a lot more, like, I don't know, uh, there's a lot more axes that go through it, but there, you know... Yeah. It's more like a circle. It's more like a sphere, which is a lot of different axes. But no, you got to think about it a different way. Here's what's interesting. So, there, in terms of rotations, the amount of rotations you have for uh, for any number of dimensions is given by this equation: one half n. I'm trying to draw this upside down so you can read it. One half n. Uh, times n minus 1. So for two dimensions, you have one rotation. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a plane. Sure. So you have one rotation. One free parameter. For three dimensions, you have three. Mm -hmm. You have x, y, and z. Uh, uh, uh. For 
four dimensions, you have six. That's wrong. That's backwards. That's <laughs> well, a backwards well, six. Drawing upside down anyway. So you could read it. <laughs> can I? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> so, what does that mean to have six axes of rotation? Well, I mean, the thing is, imagining higher dimensional space is like, I mean, the, the way that helps me the most is to kind of imagine a three-dimensional space as a two-dimensional space, mm-hmm. like kind of collapse it down, but still imagine that like, there's still three there and then have this fourth dimension that kind of pop up off the page. Right? And yeah. Then, and then kind of, you know, if you can think of a four-dimensional space, like, you know, uh, what's that cube called? The hypercube. Hypercube. And then. Or tesseract. Yeah. Yeah. And then way. have another dimension, like, come up, like, flatten it and they come up, right? And, and so when you talk about the extra uh, degree, uh, freedoms of rotation, like, when you do that, take a three down to two and have a fourth dimension come off the top. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see the additional rotation. Now, that's just, you just see one thing of rotation there. But then I guess you know I guess you have to kind of like imagine it back into this 4D space, right? And yeah, that that's the thing is it wasn't yeah. clicking for me. Yeah. And then I was watching a series of lectures, and, and this guy explained it really well, and he made a very important point, which was when we talk about it in three dimensions, we'll talk about say, okay, you're rotating around the the x-axis or something, mm-hmm. and then you're rotating around the y-axis. But that's a terrible way to, to describe rotations mm-hmm. because rotations happen in planes right like we discovered with this with the two-dimensional thing right so what you're really talking about instead of a rotation around the x-axis you're going to be talking about either rotation around the xy axis like the xy plane Mm -hmm. or rotation around the xz plane or rotation around the yz plane for three dimensions around or on on yes rotation on on those planes so this, you know, makes sort of intuitive sense in three dimensions, but then when you go to four, this is when you realize that you sort of need to describe these as planes because you can describe a rotation in X, Y, but that's not a rotation around the Z axis because there's a whole other axis there that's also perpendicular to this, mm-hmm. the W axis. So you then have to describe your so you planes. Have, you, 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 have, you have planes between W, X, Y, and Z. Right. So you have a, a like a WX, a WY, and a WZ, and that's your six axes of rotation. And so that's where the idea of it sort of being around a sort of a center spoke, like a wheel or a sphere, falls apart. And you just have to learn. Because ultimately what you're doing is you're doing these things in linear algebra. You're doing these things where you're taking this matrix and you're multiplying it by another matrix. You're abstracting the whole idea of what a rotation is into a kind of this this transform into the math and there isn't a way to describe it that makes sense as anything but this math and so i kind of had to i had to walk myself back and go over that again to sort of get past this problem i was having the the planes that's a pretty cool way to help visualize higher dimensional space yeah doesn't like necessarily 
Well, it, it, it does help you kind of visualize how they're oriented a little bit, I think. In some sense, but I think it's more about getting to the heart of the matter, which is that you have to consider rotations happening in planes, and then that gets to the more abstract notion of what the rotation is as opposed to thinking about it as some object that you can actually manipulate in your head, because you can't. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so that's been, I mean, so I've been physicsing for a week and a half now, and I've been like... Everything looks like physics to me, just because when you're immersed in something, everything looks like that. So every, I mean, well, everything is physics, but I mean, like everything looks like a physics problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not every problem is a physics problem. Not every problem is a physics <laughs> problem, but everything when you're when you're this deep in it, everything <laughs> looks like it. Just like when when you're when you've tasted blue when you've been eating blueberries for a week, everything tastes a little bit like blueberries. <laughs> You have pallet drift, but for physics. Yes, I have. I have um, uh, imagination drift. There you go. In the physics direction. Hey, you were trying to use a physics analogy for me the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I had another one ready to go, but I didn't want to over overload it. Uh, <laughs> because yeah, that's how I'm seeing everything. <laughs> right. I think it's beer time. All right, beer time. This wasn't very good. This uh, Bitburger? Yeah. I thought it was fine. 